0: Deschamps, looks on, the eyes off Hugo Lloris, his opposite number, it's middle Yedidak, and it's
1: 1-1, and Kazan, big moment for Australia, that's a massive moment, and who else do you want?
2: Yeah, already we have memories and highlights from Russia 2018 and controversies not just inside the host nation, but down under as, well, oh, dear Optus. (laughs) But we're not just here to dwell on the negatives. Let's chat all things World Cup. It's time for your daily dose of Sporting Agenda. Your audio edition of the Fox Sports homepage, The Splash with your host, Phil Pryor. We have a full room here in the podcast bunker on deck to chat about the World Cup that has been so far over in Russia. We've got plenty to talk about as well, the highs, the lows, uh, and we'll rattle through all the results as well, but things like heavyweight upsets uh what's your favorite goal so far we're going to be talking about all that Optus as well uh plenty so let's get stuck into it first things first Liam Fitzgibbon is back uh managing editor of the Fox Sports website how are you sir
3: good thanks Phil how are you yeah
2: very well thank you Brianna Holden one of the representatives from the digital video team that's been keeping a close eye on everything World Cup related how are you
0: I'm very good
2: and, uh, and perhaps the uh, the heavyweight, uh, the headline act of today is uh, f- is e- editor and journalist for Fox Football on the website, uh, who's pretty much watched every minute of every game, it must be said, Jake oh, Rosengarten, you, how I... <laughs> you flatter me, Phil, you flatter me. Have you, have, you had, have you watched more football or had more sleep uh, since Russia dispatched... Of Saudi Arabia five nil in the uh, in the opening game of the tournament. What's uh,
1: what's, what's sleep? <laughs> couldn't, couldn't even couldn't even tell you about it at the moment. It's definitely a lot of football, not a lot of time uh, spent uh, getting some Z's. But <laughs> tell you what, the football's been uh, it's made it worthwhile. It has been. It's been awesome. Um,
2: look, how about I just read through very very quickly all of the results so far, uh, and then we get into uh, some talking points. Russia 5, Saudi Arabia 0, Egypt 0, Uruguay 1, Morocco 0, Iran 1, Portugal tied with Spain 3-3, Argentina and Iceland also drew 1-1, Peru went down to Denmark in Australia's uh, group, an interesting situation uh, there, Croatia beat Nigeria 2-0, Costa Rica lost 1-0 to Serbia, Brazil and Switzerland drew 1-1. Mexico beat Germany 1-0 in a huge upset. Uh, Sweden 1, Korea 0. Belgium 3, Panama 0. And then earlier this morning, England 2, Tunisia 1. So plenty of results so far. Brianna, we'll start with you. You watched uh, England uh, this morning get the job done. But only just. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, um, I'm not necessarily proud to admit it, but I am a bit of an England fan. I grew up watching a lot of those games before uh, the Socceroos sort of took central stage in Australia. So, um, yeah, no, it was... Do you know what? It, it wasn't necessarily the safest result. Um, obviously, 2-1, not great, especially when the, the goals scored in the final moments. But there was a certain character that you saw out of the three lines that you haven't seen in a long time. And a lot of these boys have, have barely played um international matches together I think this is the first time that starting 11 had ever started together and also you had goal like wow. uh, Pickford in goals and he'd played maybe four I think it's four senior appearances before today um so uh, to see them to see them play the way they did in the defensive res- uh, resolve that they had I think was pretty impressive and um, it's it's almost like a fresh, sort of a relief for the the players as well because they're so young that a lot of people weren't really expecting that much and although it's against Tunisia it's a a sense that England hasn't got as much weight on their shoulders as usual which is very different because I think since the last 40 years every time someone puts on an English national team jersey everyone expects them to win whatever they're whatever they're doing um so uh, yeah it, it, it felt good.
2: Jake can this England team go all the way? Do you want me to speak with uh, my head, or
1: <laughs> I, I, honestly, I I don't think they have the uh, the structures in place to go all the way. Personally, I mean, this is look at this. Tour, look at some of the some of the teams on offer in this tournament is just phenomenal. I know there have been a lot of stumbles so far, actually, from the from the big contenders, but I think, and you saw it from England this morning. They themselves are not they're not a side who are sure they got the result this morning, but they're not a team who look likely to win when they take to the park. They they played brilliantly this morning. The first half, they were, they were quality. They put together chances. Um, sure, Harry Kane was, was the man on the score mm. sheet on both occasions, uh, first half and second half. Yeah, Both close-range poaching finishes, but despite all their quality build-up play, they actually didn't put the ball in the net when, when they should have.
0: Yeah, thanks to Jesse Lingard and uh, right. Raheem Sterling. But the thing is, it's not about winning the World I don't think for this English team it's about winning the World Cup this year. I think it's about the idea of, of a new sort of ses, fresh sense and all of that. And that it's, it's, um, you can't, I don't think you can expect anyone to win a World Cup when you've, that's the first time you're starting 11 and played together. Like that's, that's a bit ridiculous. So I, I think that I definitely agree it's with a you. growing thing.
1: Um, I definitely agree with you in that manner. And I think a lot of the buzz around this England team has actually been around Gareth Southgate. Um, changing the structures in place with the England team and yep. and the egos and the, the expectations are sort of dissipating and we're seeing we're seeing a, an England team are actually starting to have fun with their football. They're... Yeah, a
0: lot of the players did look like they're, even Marcus Rashford, we spoke about this earlier, he came on and he looked like he, he didn't look stressed which I think a lot of young players when they debut, especially for England, they feel that pressure as soon as they walk on the pitch and he didn't look like that which I think is really
1: At 20 years rewarding.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you
3: think they can keep this hype under wrap? We spoke about the other day how this lack of expectations probably working in their favour this time. Um, England fans probably have a tendency to get a bit carried away. I mean, it's only a win over Tunisia, but I'm sure it's uh, heaving in England right now. They're getting pretty excited. Do you think another few group game wins, um, they'll be able to keep that kind of measured approach
1: into the knockout stage? Maybe uh, the
0: players, but not, yeah. the, not the countrymen. <laughs> yeah. Especially It's in their blood. <laughs> if,
1: uh, if some of these other teams keep falling over, I tell you what, the buzz around England will keep growing. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. It, it probably won't work in their favour, in my opinion. But... Um, at the end of the day, like, it's it's good to see them actually enjoying watching England for once. Over yeah. in England. I think it'll
0: be interesting, too, when they take on Belgium, because they've been, mm. for mine, the... Um, the most convincing of the heavyweights in the World Cup so far. I know they're only playing Panama, but um, so when England comes up against them, I think it might almost be good for them to have like a... a test. Exactly. And almost probably good for them to lose to Belgium so they can have that expectation lowered again. Still probably get out of the group. Like it, it doesn't look like they yep. won't. So I think that that would be important for them. But um, yeah, that Belgium team this morning was certainly impressive.
2: Yeah, okay. Uh, Favourite goal so far? in the tournament. Liam, we'll, we'll
3: start with you. What do you reckon? I'm going to be a little bit predictable and boring and say, Mila, you had an axe penalty It's definitely, <laughs> definitely, it's definitely yeah, well, not the, yeah. the pick of the goal so far and we've seen some absolute crackers, that, but, but that what goal, a moment. That yeah. goal
2: got me more excited than any yeah. other goal. So. I'll take any Australian World Cup goal at
3: any stage, no matter how it comes.
1: And uh, and, and to the more creative answers? <laughs> <laughs> I've got two. Um, two absolute stunners so far, which I think are, are vying for, for goal of the tournament, is uh, Nacho's strike against Portugal, which was just technically, just beautiful. Ca- came onto it. I think it was a half volley. It was absolutely fizzing into the bottom corner. It was just gorgeous. And then this morning, Drees Mertens. <laughs> so like, how can you score that goal? He's just sort of uh, ball forwards to him on the volley. And Elaborate for the listeners. <laughs> so. Belgium, beautiful lead-up play. The ball's pinging around off the heads. It falls to Dries Mertens at the edge of the area on a slight angle. He's He hasn't taken a second breath. He hasn't hesitated. He's just let back, put the boot through it. It's dipping. It's gorgeous. It's over the keeper. It's into the bottom corner, and it just, oh, it's just sumptuous. you got to check it out on the Fox
2: Sports website. <laughs> Indeed. What is, and uh, all, I'm, I'm assuming uh, every, uh, after every day's action, Brie, we're going to have uh, video content up on yeah, the website. Yeah, we have, we have for a wrap of every out.
0: goal. Yeah. Um.
2: A wrap of every of game every... or day.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, yeah. every every morning we take a look at the, the matches that have uh, that have occurred and, and look at what happened. Um, there's also individual videos and whatnot. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to be a little bit predictable, but also a little bit different. I'm going to say Jake is definitely right with Dries Mertens. Um, one of, I think, one of the most underrated younger players in the tournament. Rumored to have a 28
1: million euro release clause. Oh, in really?
0: Interesting. Okay, well, that goal this morning certainly uh, <laughs> would have made that more Interesting, but I'm also a big fan of the uh, the underdog as such. And Kolarov, uh, his goal for Serbia was was um, right up there for me. (laughs) Okay, interesting. Um, Yeah, just just a bit of a fan of someone that people don't want to talk about because it's um, because of their name. You know, everyone wants to sit there and talk about Coutinho or uh, Ronaldo. Ronaldo's free kick to be almost a comparison, but um, but Kolarov just sort of flew under the radar there, and it was what we saw from him in qualification and. yeah, stood up on the world stage too, which is good.
2: And uh, one more question. What's caught your eye so far, or, or outside of the, the goals themselves, of course? Like, Have you got a favourite story uh, which has just caught your attention? Like, I'll give you a just a, a, a quick example. Costa Rica taking on Serbia. Ball goes out late. The Costa Rican coach comes across, grabs it, and tries to hold it back um, from, from a Serbian player, and it causes a big scuffle. And I just can't for the life of me, work out that there aren't rules in place to stop people on the sidelines deliberately slowing down play. Um, and, and it, of course, things are going to erupt when there's so much on the line. Uh, and, of course, if, if I'm standing on the sideline trying to waste time so that my team can, can come away, away with the draw, I'm going to do exactly the same if there aren't severe consequences in place. How, how can that kind of thing happen?
0: Well, there are, there are. You're not meant to waste time, like players taking a throw in. He should sideline for the but... rest of the
2: tournament. Like seriously, <laughs> there should be legit ramifications in in place for for someone that's gonna do something like this.
0: Look, I'm I'm going to disagree. I don't think there should be legit ramifications to use, <laughs> use a direct quote. Yeah,
2: I believe that is. Um, yeah.
0: <laughs> but like that happens all the time. That's football. Um, you see those things happen in any league know, at any point. I know. And, and it,
2: it, for the life of me, I can't work out why we're still the, the reason seeing it. You
0: we're talking about it. Though is because I think that that. Matic, especially, should have known better than to blow up the way he did. Your team's up 1-0. It's, what, the 92nd minute? You, you, there's no reason to, to kick off like that. The Costa Rican players on the bench had no reason to run in. It was Everyone sort of got a little bit too heated. The actual act from the his assistant coach, wasn't I think? Um, Mallon or something like that. He, he should have known better. Um, Matic should have known better. Everyone should have known better. Exactly. Um, but the thing is, it, bringing in harsh ramifications probably is going to be more disruptive than it is going to be effective, I would say.
1: Jake? Yeah, I agree. I don't think there's a need to be banning people in the heat of a World Cup. uh... Yeah, no, that's right. So moving moving (laughs) on, what what caught your eye? What caught my eye? Um, I want to talk about Iran, actually. First World Cup win since 1998. In fact, their second of all time. Um, Mm. They've been at the tournament a few times, haven't really done much, and (laughs) so they were a bit fortuitous in the way they did it against Morocco the other day via, I think it was a 96th minute own goal. Mm. Um, But... The celebrations and everything—it was just, it was just good to see. And it. it's, it's one for Asia. Which back here in Australia, it's, it's the first win for an Asian team since 2010. Um, and it's, it's just good to see. Wow. It is see the such Asian a bad win. statistic. It is it's
0: damning. <laughs> but it's, uh, it's good to see
3: that statistic updated. But they've been for quite a quite a while now, one of the most consistent performers through Asian qualification as well. and yeah, Probably bring. don't get the plaudits that deserve. So it's good to see them. Carrying the flag at this stage,
2: yeah, for sure, Liam. Any, anything uh, for
3: you? Uh probably just the the upsets, not necessarily the wins. The um, uh, Iceland getting a result against Argentina was mm. just fantastic. Oh, how obviously. good was
0: their keeper as well? Yeah, fantastic. Old that's that's old, my point. Director, yeah. yeah, part-time footballer, full <laughs> film director. He yeah. had an absolute world of performance.
3: Yeah, it's been great to see, and, and obviously Mexico uh, against Germany yesterday. Yeah. One of my favourite storylines yeah. so far is the the. Uh, they detected on the Richter scale some sort of earthquake <laughs> in Mexico when that <laughs> yeah. goal, goal went in. Unfortunately, so. that
1: has actually been since disproved. We
3: can let it run I choose now. to believe. do facts
0: yeah. run a good story, Jake. <laughs> exactly.
3: I choose to believe. And, and what a scene it would have been if you were in Mexico City and that. When they went in a bar somewhere. There's a, a
0: lot of drunk Mexicans filmed on YouTube. I can tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we we'll put together a <laughs> compilation. On your so searches of, of drunk oh, no, because I, I was like, okay, this <laughs> is gonna, there's gonna be some great celebrations here. Everything I googled wasn't people celebrating, it was people walking out the bar being like, La Maldito. <laughs> you know, it was great. It was great. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs>
3: yeah, so that's it for me, Phil, and hopefully that continues. Um, uh, an unpredictable World Cup is a, uh, is a good one for me.
1: Hey guys, big games are coming up. For your chance to win a Samsung QLED TV. All you have to do is go to foxsports.com.au slash win and tell us which one of my goals is your favourite.
2: You hear that, guys? So, Samsung, uh, big moments need a big screen. Samsung's teamed up with Fox Sports for the World Cup to win a Samsung Series 7 65-inch Q7 LED 4K valued at over $5,000. Tell us in 25 words or less what's your favourite Tim Cahill goal For Australia and why, go to foxsports.com.au forward slash win to complete an entry form. That's foxsports.com.au forward slash win. We heard from Liam uh, on the most recent edition of The Splash. What about you? What's your favourite Tim Cahill goal and why? Bree, we'll start with you.
0: Look, I'm uh, going to be a little bit left of centre and I'm going to say 31st of May 2004 against Tahiti. Tim Cahill's second cap, first ever uh, first ever goal for the national team, because that's the goal that wow. started it all. So why not celebrate it?
2: Indeed. Uh, that's, that's going back a long way. I yeah, like...
0: well, we wouldn't have him against Syria, we wouldn't have him against you know, Japan back in the day if, uh, if he hadn't have uh, started there, so why not?
1: I like it. And Jake? I was going to go into a bit of Syria, actually, but I, <laughs> it would pain me if I don't go on the record and... Talk about the Netherlands! It would actually pain me. What a strike! <laughs> one of the all-time World Cup goals. Let alone, let alone Australia goals. Let alone Tim Cahill goals. One of the great yeah. World Cup yeah. goals. And I had the pleasure of uh, being overseas at the time. And we, some, you weren't there? In I wasn't there. I wasn't there. Oh. I wasn't in the country, but I was overseas. <laughs> just and just I was a casual with brag a lot about of Australians. With a lot of Australians and. Everyone went absolutely nuts, and it was just what a moment for the country, what a moment for Tim Cahill, and what a World Cup moment.
2: Yeah, it was indeed. I was I actually
0: mean, in here for that goal, I think, and the whole newsroom pretty much just launched off broadcast w- way.
1: I watched it again the other day <laughs> at, it was at on two at two
2: thirty was... in the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There yeah, was yeah, yeah. a whole
0: bunch of us still in here because obviously the game mm. starts. Oh, like, yeah, you know, right. You right. stay back if the game's already started or whatnot, and um, yeah, I, had, went I had
2: a four a.m. Fox Sports news shift, so <laughs> I, I was I was. In the shower at the time, and and I remember coming out and going, what? It's one all. <laughs> was, I, was the, a, I missed two goals while I was getting ready. Yeah, it
3: was I crazy. was in a pub in Fulham, full of Aussies in London, <laughs> <laughs> and getting a beer as it happened. Back turned. Oh, oh no! Oh. Yeah, I, heard a, I have a tendency to do that. In the uh, the famous qualifier, Mark Bresciano's goal against the Uruguay, I was at the bar getting beers, having thought, you need to get more beers. Yeah. We're holding on yeah. for yeah. Yeah. Sober so Liam is not yeah. good
0: for the Socceroos. <laughs>
2: Thursday could, night, I planned to just be at the bar miss the whole time. The yeah. Mark game altogether, <laughs> that would be great uh, Yeah, we better talk about the soccerers quickly, we'll, we'll go back uh, We'll talk about Saturday night France, and then, but, but we won't dwell on that too much um, Now they went down of course 2-1 to the French Where do you want to start? VAR? <laughs> Let's get that out of the way uh, Jake, did they muck up this process uh, or was it fair? Uh, have we been stitched up again?
1: The one thing you have to say about VAR is that the rule book says that you must use the VAR, only use the VAR to correct a clearly, obviously incorrect decision. Yeah. In this case, the fact that we're talking about this tells you this was not an incorrect decision. So, I'm not going to say the R word, I'm not going to say the Socceroos were robbed because you know, have oh, 90 minutes on the football field. What about
2: the different R word, rigged? Oh, yes. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if FIFA knows that word, but um, it's
1: uh, look—it's a talking point, and it's obviously after the old '06 debacle and all these—all these talking points around the Socceroos and being robbed and all these controversies. Obviously, it was another one in the another feather in the cap, but. I mean, it was almost fitting that after the A League season that we've had, that the VAR had oh, a hand. Oh man, yeah. I
3: completely race. agree with Jake. It's for me, it's a penalty, but yes, the, was am. it a clear cut enough penalty to overturn? No, and we've since seen inconsistency. Like we're talking about today, with Harry Kane being wrestled to the ground in the box. Why wasn't why wasn't an action there? So Brazil. Yeah, that's always the problem with these sort of things, consistency, and we're not seeing it at this stage, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah.
0: I think a big thing for for football fans, especially before the VAR was brought in, though, is is that's football. You know, you win some, you lose some, and sitting around whinging about it's not going to change it. Um, and so for me, once the decision was was called, yeah, you can look at the review over and over again. You can look at it from new angles, the angles the referee had. It doesn't really matter. Uh, in the end of the day, they, they we conceded a penalty. And uh, the resolute we showed, resolve rather, we showed after that was what, we should be talking
3: about. And I think the reaction from the soccerers has been really good. Obviously, yeah. they got off, off their chest yeah. straight after the game yeah, with yeah. a few complaints about it. But you get this sense from them that they're ready just to put it behind them and move on. Yeah.
2: Well, at least they were more organised and and they came together and said, "All right, it happened. Let's let's move on." Which yeah. is, the, I think, that's As the attitude
0: it, we all have to take. I, th- I think dwelling yeah. on it doesn't doesn't uh, doesn't do anyone in any good. You know, positive <laughs> vibes, guys.
2: Well, uh, Brazilian Thiago Silva came out and complimented how the Aussies uh, went to went about their. Uh, their efforts against the French, I believe.
1: Well, not necessarily came out, but uh, Tommy Urich... Oh, uh, yeah, 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 Sorry, ...this yeah. morning uh, in his press conference <laughs> that Tiago uh, Silva had sent um, Mark Van Bommel, the assistant coach of the Socceroos, a text message complimenting uh, the Socceroos and how they played against such a top-tier opposition, which obviously... Van Bommel and Silver played together at AC Milan for a couple of years and they're good friends and it is a bit of a feather in the cap and yeah. it's good to see the world taking note of
2: our boys. Indeed, indeed. Okay, Denmark, moving forward. Uh, they've already got three points on the, the ladder, uh, of course. Uh, uh, they were able to beat Peru uh, a couple of days ago now. Can we beat them? Can we get the result and if so, How?
0: Look, I, I think the biggest thing that I took away from this game was that Ericsson was uncharacteristically quiet, and he still managed to have, you know, the winning input in getting the assist. And I think that that's something that we need to be incredibly wary of: is that they have that that star factor that uh, we could be working for ninety minutes, and then he can pull something out that yeah. would be absolutely incredible. That's it. We 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 sort of had that that opposition against uh, in in France, so. Um. Yeah, it's hard. It's talk, hard. I want
1: to talk on the flip side of that point, though. I think a lot of people are under, underestimating the Danish. I don't, like on paper, I agree. Like, they're a really good side, and yeah. no, everyone's talking about them as a one-man team. Sure, Christian Eriksen is an absolute world beater. He's a weapon of a player with Spurs. He's he's been phenomenal for the national team. I think he scored ten or eleven goals in qualification. He doubled
0: his yet yeah, eleven. He doubled his international tally in qualification alone.
1: Phenomenal statistics, but I mean, just on paper, they got. Schmeichel in goals. Oh, he was, and he was incredible against Peru. With, with Leicester. They've got um, Simon Kea in at centre-back. They've got Andreas Christensen, a Chelsea player. They've, got, um, they've just lost um, William Kvist to a, to a punctured lung, unfortunately. But they've got Lars um waiting in the wings to come in. He's a good player. He's played with Ajax. They've got this youngster, Pione Sisto, on the wing, who's lightning quick, good player. Um, I think he racked up. The, I think it was the third most amount of assists in the Liga this year, or something, or fourth. Um, and just they're a good side. Like mm-hmm. the soccer, the soccer is more than held their own against France, and it's a it's a really good boost for us. And I think it will really, really push them t- towards a big a big showing here against Denmark. And it it is a must win. If if they don't yeah. win this game, they're out. It's a, it's an early exit. I
3: think it's going to come down to one or two big moments. So Denmark are defensively sound, as you mentioned, and I think we showed in the first game that we were all organised and capable of scrapping together pretty well at the back. So I think it's going to be a tight one, come down to one or two moments either way. And guys like Christian Eriksen, obviously capable of being the game breaker. So it'd be great to see maybe Aaron Moy or Tommy Rogic step mm. up for something special. Yeah. But I think I think we could get a point and maybe put it all on the line in that last game
2: against yeah, Peru. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. If we get a point, we can progress, of course. But... We are relying on other results as well at that point.
3: But that I think that France, going back to the France game, that for and against is going to come in really handy. I mean, yes. You know, you, you take assuming that, that France can well, yeah, that's right. Dominate we, the rest of the group as well. Yeah, yeah.
0: I think the thing that Denmark has too that is is something we should be wary of is that team. Um, they have they have a sense they have a real sense of brotherhood and unity about them when you watch them play, um, and you can feel that. And I think that that's something mm-hmm. that um, I'm not saying that France doesn't have it, but France kind of doesn't have it to the same extent. There's a lot more ego and whatnot. Um,
1: Superstars left, right and center. Yeah, exactly.
0: Whereas when one man's down on the Danish side, I think you saw that. Like they just sort of came together and it didn't really matter. didn't have an effect on the pitch.
2: Yeah, for sure. Anything can happen. We've seen that, of course. Mexico uh, got over the top of Germany the other night. Brazil could not put away Switzerland. They drew (laughs) 1-1. Some incredible uh, results so far. Look, one of the other big talking points that has uh, caught everyone's attention in Australia, of course, is the streaming issues that uh, Optus are currently facing. Uh, they have come to an agreement with SBS uh, to, uh, to allow for two days, for the next two days, SBS to uh, televise all of the games so that uh, they're not going to be missed. Um, look, it's it's been it's it's drawn outrage across the nation, Liam, um, very uh, a very unfortunate situation, I suppose, because at the end of the day, it's denying football fans in this country the chance to watch uh, the biggest sporting event on the planet.
3: Yeah, I think you've hit the nail on the head there. It's gone beyond just you know anger at Optus for not getting their service right. It's Australians feeling like they're entitled, and as they should be, to be able to watch the biggest event on the planet. Mm. So I think it's just really sad, and, and obviously it's now in the hands of uh, Optus and they've bought themselves some time with the deal with the SBS, but uh, I hope they get it get it together. Otherwise, I, I can see the whole uh, rights being handed back as such to to SBS for the rest of the tournament. Wow,
2: wouldn't that be wouldn't that be something? It look, it's a shame, guys, because I mean we we've all got uh, a couple of former em- employees over at Optus doing a fantastic job, and it, it's not their fault. It, it's it's an IT issue. It's it's above them. Um, we would just love for this to be resolved asap, right?
0: Definitely, I thought it was interesting though that um that we had the PM step in and sort of go oh well look we'll give it to these guys before <laughs> like as if the PM coming in and stepping in is making Optus feel any more urgent about fixing the streaming problem. I'm pretty certain that they would have been doing absolutely everything they could before he did that. But um I just love the way that 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 spin of uh okay he's come to to save the day there. You do wonder
3: if his involvement though sort of sped things up with the fact that all of a sudden last night we had those games on free to air so. Obviously, it shows. I
0: think Indeed, the bad yeah. press is enough, though, isn't it? Yeah,
2: it's the it's the people power and the amount of outrage involved. At the end of the day, they just they had to do something, right?
1: Seriously, damaging. It, it really is um, for for Optus, but also for football in general. And and yeah.
2: live sports being streamed moving forward, it, it is the future. And and uh, and and perhaps it 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 makes everyone here at Fox Sports take note moving forward if we're going to be uh, streaming events live, making sure that our structures are are, are capable of handling uh, the high demands uh, when everyone wants to jump on at once and and stream. So it really affects uh, the entire sporting landscape here in Australia, to be fair.
3: Yeah, and you've heard people say that it's sort of taken away from the buzz of this tournament in Australia. I'd agree um, with that. Obviously, the time zone is not great, but when something like this happens, you, you feel a bit of a disconnect.
0: Yeah, well, like to be perfectly honest, it might sound a little bit stupid, but when you're up at three o'clock in the morning and you're watching something and all of a sudden it fails, <laughs> like yeah, you know you yeah it's it's um. Uh, that's more frustrating than if you're sitting at you know, 8 o'clock at night or something like that because you're thinking, I've, I've taken the time out to commit to this, to yeah. buy into your product
1: yeah. and you can't yeah.
0: give me the product that I've not only bought into but bought into my life scheme as well. you know I'm going to be tired at work tomorrow now and I sat here for 20 minutes wondering where the hell my feet is.
2: <laughs> that's very true. All fair points. Um, look, I, I reckon we probably should uh, wrap it up. Did, did anyone have anything else that they wanted to bring to the table?
3: I would I would say sorry. Uh, keep an eye out for a, a great read from uh, a Fox Sports staffer, Ted Smith, who <laughs> who is on the ground in Russia. Yeah. Um, and shout he's, out to Teddy. He's written a fan piece for us about his um long and arduous journey to Kazan oh, for the opening. I, I actually heard about this. Yeah. So it's going up shortly. Um, it's a great read on how he missed his train to Kazan and uh, met up with a few Aussie boys and ended up uh, taking a 12, 13 hour road trip to get to the game. <laughs> so that's a good fun one to read, keep Which an eye out for.
0: included, I'm not sure if this is in the story, but it did include a drunken attempt at a backflip under peer pressure from a group of... Uh very inebriated French fans. I'm not uh, sure. Uh, I saw that. I ended, would have to ask for that to be yeah, included. He said that he didn't even get fully vertical before he smashed his <laughs> oh, head on the ground, oh, uh, no which way. is just a classic the wonders of the Ted World story. That's right.
2: <laughs> I, might have to, yeah, I might have to Skype him in for a podcast. <laughs> I think I that would be quality.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that just looking forward to tonight, obviously there's two more games to go and I think that those could... That group, in my opinion, is the most intriguing of the entire World Cup. It's not got any clear outliers, Mm. um, and and it should be two very contested, hotly contested, I should say, games. So yeah, tonight's action is
2: yeah, nice indeed. Well, thank you very much, everyone, uh, for joining this edition of the Splash.
3: Thanks,
1: Phil. Thank you, Phil. One more, yeah,
2: and one more quick reminder: uh, the Tim Cahill. Uh, competition, head to the Fox Sports website, foxsports.com.au forward slash win. For your chance to win uh, a a 65-inch Samsung Series 7 TV valued at over five grand in 25 words or less, what is your favourite Tim Cahill goal? Of course, uh, we hope that he gets a chance to add to that uh, tally against uh, Denmark a little bit later in, uh, in the week, but Uh, Until next time on The Splash, that's a wrap. Thanks for listening to another Fox Sports Podcast Network production. Our pods are available on iTunes, Google Play and Spotify. And for more digital content, head to foxsports.com.au.